Hey folks, thanks for joining me for this episode of the Embellish Podcast, a podcast focused on product stories, product story tellers, interesting brand ambassadors, and any other tangent that I happen to come up with. Whether you're a bourbon fan, a geek, a casual observer, or someone just floating through this channel, you're sure to waste a few minutes listening to what I have to say, and I hope you find it interesting. If you got here by chance, please take a moment to hit the subscribe button. I can be found on any podcasting platform that exists at embellishpod at gmail. Any podcasting platform that exists, if you can't find me on a platform, send me an email at embellishpod at gmail.com. And I'll try to get that taken care of. I also generally live stream the recording of these episodes on YouTube on Wednesday nights around 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's obviously not Wednesday, and it's obviously not 9.30 Central Time. Um, we have some special circumstances that are going to preclude me from streaming tomorrow night. You can find all of my links on Instagram at EmbellishPod or Twitter with the same handle. I have a website. It is www.embellishpod.com. That is also a place to pick up these links, episode details, and even some one-off tasting notes. Today is April the 5th. It is a Tuesday. Um, we are going to be talking about Whiskey Weekend, and more specifically, Whiskey Weekend Batch 4. And if you are unfamiliar with that, maybe after we get done tonight, you'll be very familiar with what I'm talking about. So, before we get to that, I'll take a couple minutes and talk about this, that, and the other. Um... Part of the reason why I can't stream tomorrow night, it is fall break for my, or spring break for my family. I have a wife who's teaching two children, um, so we're going to take a quick trip, and that quick trip happens to coincide with the opportunity to join Perry and Eric from This Is My Bourbon Podcast, Whiskey Mutant, uh, all those assorted uh, things, and a handful of other people to pick out a barrel from New Riff, which I'm super excited about. It'll be the first time I've had an opportunity to do that. Um, had a chance to talk with both of them this weekend, gave them the exact heads up of knowing that I am going to be completely useless to them in this, other than the fact that I am just there to have a hell of a time. Um, over the weekend, I uh, did get an opportunity to meet up with Eric and with Perry, and I was able to pick up a few bottles that are things that they had selected, and so through the course of talking about this weekend, uh, maybe we'll we'll try a couple of those and see how it goes. Um, starting the night off with something they was able to snag from the Heaven Hill Distillery on the way up. One of their special allocated purchases that they stick out. Um, I didn't make it there until 12.30 of their time, and it just so happened there was one bottle left. Picked it up. Super, super excited about it. So, without much other um, details, content, whatever you want to talk um, we'll go ahead and start talking about Whiskey Weekend Batch 4. And this is the second um, whiskey-type event that I have been to in the last year. got a handful more that I'm going to try to attend in the course of a year just so I have a good basis of reference and kind of understanding how things go. But I'll start with a pretty simple statement that this was a pretty fantastic event for me. Um, if you're unfamiliar with what it is, so Whiskey Weekend is an event that the podcast um, started, I believe, four years ago. Start off real small, a handful of people, 30 or so people showing up at the Beaumont Inn. If, if you don't know what the Beaumont Inn is, then you probably don't need to be here. <laughs> but if you do know what it is, you know, I guess it's, if you know, you know. Um, they started doing this four years ago, just some friends in a meetup concept. And I guess, uh, I think four years ago, they didn't have YouTube yet either. And so they were just a podcast with a series uh, with a strong following with a, a lot of people who liked uh, what they had to say and had an opportunity to meet up. 
Um, the event has grown year over year for the past four years. Um, my first experience with it, I had listened to the podcast before, but I had not gotten that deep into their fandom. Um, is seeing some of the uh, experience and some of the live streaming that came out of last year's event. Um, last year, they were able to host Whiskey Weekend Batch 3. Um, it was right as things were beginning to kind of reopen. They had some some constraints in play. And I saw a group of people having a really fantastic time. And I thought to myself, you know, with my growing affinity for all things uh, social media whiskey, uh, I really wanted an opportunity to attend this. And so I started paying attention. And the structure of it works where you... They usually have a handful of friends that join them and help them orchestrate the event specifically because um, having an event that size and having two people try to run it explicitly, it's not impossible, but it's damn near virtually impossible. Um, so they've got um, three other, three or four other channels that they had invited, channels slash podcasts slash social media, whatevers, um, and three or four different brands that they had join us as well. Um and it was, um, like I said, it was, it was a super, super interesting event. Um, I learned about it by watching it on YouTube, and then I followed them on uh, social media platforms, Patreon, all of those things, and was able to just find out when the event was going to happen and purchase my ticket like everybody else. Um, and, you know, from the time that we arrived until the time that we left, I did not necessarily feel unfulfilled in the event. I thought that they did it right. Um, showing up, you know, you go to registration on Thursday, this is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday event um, where you have an opportunity to just you know meet up with people. Uh, got there Thursday, do the registration, and you immediately get handed a swag bag. And within that swag bag, you get your T-shirt, which is kind of requisite for a lot of these types of events. But they also handed out a really nice um, bottle carrying bag. I mean, it carries six, eight, ten, depending upon the size of your bottles, it could carry, I guess, an, an infinite amount of bottles. Um, but it was an opportunity for you to have a piece of, of, you know, like a backpack that you could effectively bring bottles with you to share with other people because that is um, the primary consensus of the event is whiskey community. Um, afterwards, I think somebody coined the phrase whiskey church, and <laughs> if, if you're from the South, you have an idea of what church is like, and I don't necessarily disagree with it. Um, some of the things that are not directly, I guess, related to the programming of the event. Um, most of it was just a bunch of people who knew each other from the internet that wanted an opportunity to meet each other, or maybe they'd met before and they wanted to hang out again, have drinks, have, have meals, do all of these wonderful things. But they hosted, at, they hosted it this year at the Galt House. And the Galt House, if you don't know what it is, it's a pretty large hotel in Louisville that has a um, pretty significant amount of hotel of hotel rooms and event spaces so there are a few other things that were going on in um, the hotel itself which can be problematic whenever you're trying to have an event um, I think there was a sorority event that was happening there but then there was also an event um, I, I didn't ask any specifics on what type of a meeting it was but it was a, a meeting of, at a national level of Omega Psi Phi which is a historically black fraternity, um, and they were, you know, high, they were they were voting in leadership, uh, and I assume it was alumni leadership because there was a lot of <laughs> what are assumed to be alumni folks, and if if I kind of were to understand or want to put a um, 
real succinct description of what Whiskey Weekend to me was this year. Um, and you're going to get a lot of glowing review from it. I don't have a whole lot of bad things to say. I don't have necessarily anything bad to say about it other than there were too many people for the number of elevators. Um, but during the course of the of the few days, we were all trying to share elevators, go up and go down. But in the evenings, which is when most of our events were happening, were um, when were was when the um, fraternity that was having their same event were having more casual experiences. They weren't having their daily business meetings. They weren't having whatever. And I walked out to the um, lounge, and you know, part of the structure is you go through some some strict programming. Uh, for the first part of the night, and then when you get through the, with that programming, there's a lounge that was available, and, and in the lounge, um, you have the opportunity to bottle share, talk to people, um, sometimes brands were there, you know, whatever, um, and I think at one point, I even saw the former governor of Kentucky floating around in there, but I walked in, and some folks from Whiskey Weekend had just grabbed a handful of pe- people that were there from the Omega, Omega um, Sci-Fi um, event and just invited them in you know come in have a drink let's chat let's hang out let's talk and 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 i saw a lot of that i saw a lot of um, people bringing non-event attendees into the lounge just to hang out because it's it's realistically about community and to kind of um drive that point home on the the first day after registration was over i was uh did not have my bearings about me yet and wasn't entirely sure where I was supposed to go for the first event of the of the night, um, you know there was the, the 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 community event Thursday night, and so I went down. I was in the correct tower to begin with, but I went down to the third floor, crossed the breezeway, went over to the wrong tower, milled around for a while, and I bumped into a couple, um, Ryan and Mariah. And through the course of the week, I ended up just like hanging out with these two complete strangers because we all sort of ended up lost, and we all sort of ended up uh, following our way back to the to the event space. And just sort of hung out with them, got to know people like that. And that's what it was about. You know, I got to, to meet in person some, some folks that I've interacted with for a while on the Internet. But these two complete strangers by the end of the weekend, um, they, I, I would consider them friends. You know, we had some fantastic conversations. Um, got to meet the likes, got to meet Matt Porter. You know, he and I have interacted quite a bit online, but never been face-to-face. Um, same thing with uh, Sean and Dan, a handful of people. You know, it was just an opportunity for me to meet with people that I have interacted with for some time and and never saw before, never saw in person before. There's probably going to be a noise in the background of this for the rest of the night. Our robot vacuum has ran over something and I'm not going to go fix it. So, um, the way the event ran, uh, most evenings or for the, for the first evening, we had a communal event. We all went into the ballroom, had some hors d'oeuvres, had a drink, uh, saw some programming from the hosts, um, saw the folks from It's Bourbon Night, you know, had, had a series of things. And then we went down to the lounge, had some, some beverages, and I believe the first night is when we had the Cigar Lounge, where uh, Dan from Bourbon Junkies and um, Alec... Alec from Alec Bradley, Alec Rubin, uh, were hosting a whiskey and cigar pairing event. And it was, you know, fun to watch those two guys kind of um, go back and forth over each other um, and kind of talk about their experience. Their experiences in pairing and, you know, what makes a, a good whiskey cigar pairing. 
Um, then once that event ended, we, you know, we kind of retired for the night or you would hang out in the lounge and have more beverages, whatever you wanted to do. Um, and then you roll around to the next day. And that's whenever the, the guys from BS and Bourbon out of Georgia were hosting events with brands. And the, the first brand that was available uh, for us to interact with, and, and when I say interact, it was, you know, the session I was in was less than, probably less than 25 people. So you were able to have a real one-on-one conversation with them. And um, the guys from Penelope uh, were able to come in and talk about their offerings, talk about some of the things that they're doing, kind of how their brand started off. And it felt when I compared against the Kentucky Bourbon Festival, which was very much a swap game. You walk up, you have, you know, 15 seconds to talk to somebody, you get a beverage, you step off and you do something else. But this felt a slightly more intimate and slightly more like, um, like an industry event where we had a chance to interact with them uh, while during the uh, sessions and then afterwards as well, because they would be around for, um, for the, the, the rest of the events. Um, so then, you know, we roll into that night, have another session that evening. And, you know, with every ticket, uh, people got an opportunity to do a tasting with one of the channels that were sort of the premier channels of the event, whether you chose, um, ADHD whiskey, the bourbon junkies, the podcast, or it's bourbon night. Everyone got to taste the same four uh, pours or same three pours plus the, the, the wheel of opportunity, uh, if you want to call it that, um, and kind of do a, a blind tasting, so to speak. And, you know, the, the opportunity to try to guess what the proof was, guess the distillery, guess this, guess, you know, uh, write down your tasting notes, kind of figure things out. And our table did relatively well for that, but I didn't do that until Saturday. So you had, you know, Friday or Saturday, depending upon how you get scheduled out. Um, super fun. Went into the event Friday night. Once again, they had some, you know, super fun programming, super fun stuff going on. Um, the That evening, there was a... There was an opportunity to to meet three the, the folks from Three Chord, uh, Ari and his group, and um, see some of the things that they use in their blending opportunities. If you're unfamiliar with Three Chord... Um, they have a lot of blending going on, and they actually, uh, if I remember correctly, they even hosted a blending event where you had a team on one side and a team on the other side, and um, you know it was it was the the, the participants of of the event were the blending team. So if you were to look, I think one side like there was Dixon Deadman was a was a participant in it, and you know, like there was there was a lot of really fantastic people that kind of got together. They've created their own blend in about thirty minutes, and then it was a judge to see which one was the best. Um, but at the end of the night, we all got the opportunity to go down to the tasting lounge and taste the individual pieces that the channels were blending together to try to create um, the the best spirit. And you know, with any event like. This, there was a little bit of um, question as to the result. You know, people were uh, uncertain that the right one won or lost, um, but they actually opened up the opportunity for those blends to actually be bottled. You know, they, they did a small sample size for the judges to do, but they know what the ratio is that they were looking for. And so you had an opportunity to purchase both of the bottles so you can compare them yourself later on. And they were, you know, pretty reasonably priced. And, you know, I'm had a, had a good chance to talk to, to the people at Three Chord, uh, specifically talking around, you know, Morgan. Morgan that I had on here from Female Whiskey Society a couple of weeks ago has done a pick with them and then, you know, made a little bit of money and or made a little bit of money for her charity that she was wanting to raise some funds for. And if I remember 
it was School of Rock, I think is what it was. Um, and then we got to talk to them and, and kind of experience what those people are about. And I think, at least from my experience, looking at what, you know, the first two major brands that were a part of this that I saw were Penelope and Three Chords, and they both rely heavily on blending. And blending is a big part of what they do, and I think that's going to be as more people enter into the marketplace and as less distillate is available, less pure, you know, 8, 10, 12-year bourbon is available to people, we're going to start seeing more blends and more blending places, um, much like in Europe where uh, a master blender is highly, more highly revered potentially than a master distiller is. So got to talk to a couple of, of, of uh, brands that they do almost explicit um, blending. And then on Saturday, we, was it Saturday? I don't, the, the days all ran together. You know, it was a um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday experience. Um, we're moving on to, like I said earlier, got an opportunity to pick up a, a couple of bottles that um, Perry, and, Perry and Eric from this, is, from this Is My Bourbon podcast had selected. And I'm going to start tasting through some of those. This is My Daily Sherbert from Nulu, which is a double oaked product. Um, figured I'd start with that since it's the lowest proof of the three that I was able to pick up. Um, but I got to meet the guys from ASW. And I, if you don't know what ASW is, ASW is a distillery out of Georgia. Um, craft distillery, if you want to call it that. Um, I'm reluctant to call things craft because craft derives a certain connotation. And sometimes that's not always the great thing. They're just a smaller-scale distillery that has an opportunity to do a high degree of experimentation. And that's exactly what ASW is doing. Um, hopefully, we'll have them on this podcast. Hopefully, we'll have all three of these brands on this podcast at some point in time in the next year. Because I really enjoyed talking to um, Mike and Danny from, from Penelope and Ari from Three Chord. Um, and the guys over at ASW Wit and Justin. Um, but ASW has a ton of different offerings, and you know uh, Justin from ASW, he really um, he started kind of kind of like our, our friend uh, Alan Bishop over at the Spirits of French Lick. He started in what might be considered home distilling or illicit distilling, but he really prefers um, Scotch and single malts and those types of things. And so he has a lot of varied things. He's got one that's called Tire Fire, which is obviously a heavily smoked heavily peated whiskey he's got uh, offerings that are irish he's got a handful of you know single malt options and bourbons and you know everything you can think of these guys are doing and this is this brand wasn't specifically new to me but it's good to learn more about it because um, when i travel i try to find something local from that state and whenever we were in georgia for vacation last summer or the summer before i guess maybe it was last summer um, picked up a bottle of ASW, which was just their their shelf standard, but you know kind of, that's a kind of a good place to start out. Um, and you know the I think the the fun thing about these brands were that the guys from BS and Bourbon, um, James and Bob, were the ones that were effectively running these sessions, and so it was a it was a lighthearted feel, but there was a lot of content and a lot of interaction that occurred directly as a result. Um, hell, we even get the opportunity to say that you know we we were. We were, sir, James from BS and Bourbon acted like a waiter for the for the afternoon and brought our drinks directly to us at our seat, which was, which was super nice. That's exactly what I expected out of a double oaked whiskey. It's fantastic. So, um, got a chance to, like I said, got a chance to meet 
three brands in a face-to-face -face scenario, and they were effectively trapped. I mean, they didn't have an opportunity to really, you know, run away or push us off because somebody else was behind them. Not that brands usually do that, but it was a really intimate setting. Um, then being able to, you know, then Saturday afternoon, I had my opportunity to do my private tasting, and I had selected a, a private tasting with um, Matt Porter from ADHD Whiskey. Just, uh, I like him a lot. Uh, I think that we <laughs> share a lot of the same viewpoints and, and have some, some similar thoughts. Um, and it didn't hurt that there were a few folks that were in that session that uh, I knew from the internet that I wanted an opportunity to, to meet with. Um, Thanks, thanks for showing up tonight, Robbie, living vicariously through me. You know what? They will be posting Whiskey Weekend Batch 5 uh, openings pretty soon. Um, you'll have to act fast, though, because they're only intending to grow it by 30 people, and I think there were somewhere around 150 or 160 people there this year. So it's a you know, small growth was at one-fifth, 20%, I guess. Is that math right? Yeah, 20%. So they'll only grow it by 20%. Um but there was an opportunity, like I said, there was an opportunity to meet some some folks that I had um, only known through the internet. Um, one of the other great things about it was bottle sharing. It was, um, yep, I had I did I'd, I got to have a couple of uh, a couple of unique conversations with Matt, um, both at the tasting then 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 again afterwards, just kind of chit chatting over different things. Um, obviously, you know, Matt's got a huge platform. And he's a super gracious guy, you know, like these, these, these folks, and this is what I found is that most of the people with like big platforms are very gracious about what they do. Um, they're, you know, they have an openness to allow you to participate and, you know, some folks have some different experiences than that, but that's not been my experience. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe I've, I've hit my stride just right or, you know, whatever. Don't really know. I can only speak to, to what. I experienced. So got a chance to talk with Matt, got a chance to taste with Matt. One of the really fun things that they did, I think, is, hey, Jake, thanks for showing up tonight. Um, hold on. Oop. Yeah, I know. I have a great looking shirt. Um, it wasn't planned either, I promise. Uh, one of the great things they did with their tasting is, you know, there was a session, you know, so the, the channels that were there, you have, uh, it's bourbon night, you have bourbon junkies, you have ADHD whiskey, and you have the podcast. All four of them did at least one, if not two, different tastings with you know twenty people in them. Every one of the tastings, the three standard offerings were exactly the same, and so um, they kind of impressed upon us early. They're like, "Hey, you know, everybody's going to have the same pair, same three uh, tasting bottles. Um, don't ruin it for other people." And usually, if you get a bunch of internet people together, you one hundred percent expect. Um, expect someone to ruin it so you know like somebody is going to be like oh this is what you're going to have absolutely didn't happen at least not in my experience um and so we tasted through you know three bottles and everybody kind of you know captured their own thoughts and um you know the the people leading the tasting you know matt and our group um as well as will and the grease were able to talk about oh you know the the people before you thought this or you know kind of felt that or you guys are hitting the, the exact same notes that someone else did and um, it ended up coming out, and I can't remember exactly what the, the tastings were, but, you know, they were good bottles. And, and one of the things that sort of surprised me is they did um, a Blanton's Gold. A Blanton's Gold for 180 people. How many bottles is that going to take you to be able to do that, and how do you find those in one year? So, you know, kudos to those guys for, you know, busting their ass for the last year to put this together. It's a well-programmed and well-apportioned event. Um, but then afterwards, there's this opportunity to share bottles. 
and it almost felt like a game of one-upsmanship where everybody sort of tried to bring their their toughest to find or mo- most unique um, bottles, but that didn't necessarily mean most expensive. You know, I had uh, a single malt from Alabama, and nobody's going to be able to, you know, replicate that because that's a tough thing to find. You know, nobody has that. Um, some folks had some vintage whiskey. You know, there was just a ton of really, really unique things. And, you know, you could see and feel a sense of gratitude from the guys from the podcast where, you know, they were just kind of talking. It's like, you know, being appreciative that everybody was there because, you know, they've built this community, but people took their time off work, spent their money to go and have this event. Uh, the reality is, is I, you know, it's obviously for them to a certain degree, but if there are two guys running an event and there's 150 people, 160 people there, you're going to get no time with them. And so really people were there about the community. And that's the thing that I want to go back to, you know, like whenever we're talking about this. Yes, I did get a run in today, Jake. Thanks for calling that out. I don't know if you can call it a run. It was a jog walk, jog walk, jog walk. Um, but it was something. Um, but in the same way that a church is a place where a, a like-minded group of people gather together to just kind of have a sense of community, that's exactly what happened here. So this was uh, through and through Whiskey Church. Um, you know, I, I left the event watching people, you know, form relationships, form bonds. Um, you know, I've got some people that are now I would consider to be a part of my inner circle, uh, you know, my, I guess my inner whiskey circle or whatever. Um it was, it was fun. It was, it was a really fun event. I mean, and I don't want to compare it to other whiskey events because it's, you know, it, it's its own unique version of a meetup. Um, you know, the 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 guys from uh, this is my bourbon podcast. They have one coming up on Memorial Day weekend, and I have a feeling that'll be significantly more intimate. But it'll be fun and valuable in its own unique unique way. And uh, realistically, if you're thinking about uh, doing one. Uh, Left the event and didn't call me. That yeah, you know I, I have at least three or four people in the city of Louisville that are like, hey, you were in town and you didn't call me. But the reality is this: I am old enough that, um, staying up until two or three in the morning, drinking, and then being functional the next day to do it all over again, I don't, <laughs> I don't have a ton of capability anymore. It's it's a it's a very much a young man's game, and you know, they said in the very beginning it's a marathon, not a sprint, which is absolutely the truth all the way up until 10 p.m. on Saturday night, and then it absolutely turns into a sprint. Um, you know, I left home. Um, someone has to go. To, yeah, so the whiskey church media needs to happen. You know, I'm, I, I would assume. Um, the guys, Will and Grease over at the podcast, are pretty good at branding. I would assume they're probably working towards that at this point. If they're not, somebody else has got to be stealing it. And if they're not stealing it, well, maybe I'm going to steal it. Um, but, yes, I did get that Frey Ranch. Sorry. It's behind. The, right now I'm working through three bottles that I got right before that. Um, but it is. it will be in rotation. Um, so, yeah, back to whis- Whiskey Church. It was... Like I said it was it was just a community of folks that were hanging out, having a fantastic time, um, doing what people do, especially whenever the brown spirits get involved. They uh, they talk about whiskey, but the reality is is that you know the amount of time I spent talking about whiskey was probably 
10 or 15% of the overall weekend. Most of it was about getting to know people, learning about what their lives are like, you know, had conversations about career and religion and politics and all of the things that you should never, ever talk about while you're drinking. I did, and, and I had it with people that are on the opposite ends of the spectrum from me as far as what they think and what they believe. Um, it's it's what you want to see. It's it's everything that you want to see. Now there were you know there were parts of the 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 event that were obnoxious. You know like someone's going to get obnoxiously drunk. That happens. I just try to make sure it's not me. You know don't be that guy. Um, but that's them enjoying their life in the way that they they particularly enjoy it, and that's okay. Um, but I, I can't say enough for what the guys from the podcast put together. Podcast. You know I want to say podcast. You know it, I don't know why. So we've moved on to the second one. Sorry. Um, and I probably won't even make it to the third one. So this one is a maple finished Nulu from um, Perry and Eric and also from My Daily Bourbon. I think that's Chad, maybe. I can't remember his name. I've never met him in person. Um, and that was, you know, that was the other thing. Like I said, it, I got an opportunity to meet Perry and Eric in person for the first time. And, you know, we sat up in Eric's room and just talked about stuff. You know, just had an opportunity to kind of rap. You know, we've. We've talked on the internet kind of the same way I've talked to, to Robbie and to Jake here that are in chat tonight. I've, I've talked to you guys on the internet, but I'm looking forward to the moments whenever we have an opportunity to face-to-face have a conversation because it is a different and unique dynamic. Um, you know, and th- those times will come, obviously. But, you know, it was, like I said, super, super fun event. Um, if you're on the fence about whether or not you want to go or not, it's not inexpensive. But the... If you want to kind of measure it in cost versus chat, yeah, oh yeah. If you want to measure it in cost, you know, benefit, you know, return on investment, or you know, what is the the cost benefit analysis of it? Um, the whiskeys that I had while I was there probably outrun the cost of the event for me. When I think about being able to taste every um, expression of Penelope that they have out right now, plus a couple that aren't available. If I talk about um, ASW and being able to taste every expression they have, plus a couple that won't be made again for some time. They made a uh, rye with that was called Maris Otter that won um, a whole lot of really, really high-level awards in February and March of 2020. So no one really ever heard about it because, you know, that's when the world shut down. But it was one of the most fantastic things I had. Had an opportunity to taste some whiskey from 1965. Had, you know... Blanton's Gold and Bellmead Honey, and you know the the list kind of goes on and on and on. There was an Elijah Craig Barrel Pick, and there was um, rum, and just there was a number of things that, if you want to kind of measure it that way, you can come out ahead. You know, you can come out ahead on just the cost of the event, maybe not necessarily the hotel, but if you measure the human element, if you kind of figure out the ability to interact with people, get to know people, build relationships, build friendships, um, it's sort of what you want things to be. It sort of kind of hit that perfect vein of um, being a whiskey event that really, you know, whiskey, I guess, was the thing that drew people together. But what kept people there was um, community, right? And so whiskey church, you know, like there's, where, where's the T-shirt? You know, who, who's going to be selling that? So they'll be selling tickets again, obviously, here in the next couple months. Um, they're already working on it. Um they, the guys at the podcast had a live stream last night where they talked about it briefly, of course. I can't believe they're still talking about it because, you know, they, I thought I went to bed late. They were going to bed significantly later than that and living off of far less uh, sleep, food, and water the, than anyone else. 
if I had to kind of go back and look at it again, um, and you know, what were the things that didn't go well? Um, not necessarily having a clear concept of where I needed to be on the very, very first moment. Um, and that has more to do with signage at the Galt House than it has to do with the podcast specifically. Um, you know, the, 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 the badges that we wore around our necks had the events and where they were supposed to be located. But aside from a placard on the corner of a wall by the elevators, I wasn't sure exactly where a specific room was um, for the ones that were on the top floor. Some of them were mapped out. Um, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, you, you got a pretty low standard there, Robbie. Thanks for thanks for trying to trying to boost me up. But um, I didn't bring enough water, man. Like water, water is um, water's key. I went with what I thought was enough water, and I, I it, it wasn't there. Um, if you're gonna go, liquid IV, water, Gatorade, whatever it is you need to survive. Um, and then, man, if it had just been like two days earlier, the temperatures would have been perfect because, you know, they have their outside smoking lounge, but it was like 43 degrees and slightly misty, which, you know, we all stood out there anyways and had a hell of a time. But, um, you know, the, the things that were outside of their control are the only things that I can sort of complain about. Um, put together a great event, had a series of great, uh, discussions, great brands, great, um, videos and if you are if you are not a Patreon of ADHD whiskey Matt Porter, you absolutely need to be just for one month so you can go watch for every event you know every night. A different channel had an opportunity to bring some programming, and um, Chad and Sarah did uh, a game night, and the junkies did sort of like a poor guesses, and um, the podcast did podcast did their thing. And Dixon Dedman even and came out and, and, and did did a few things. And Matt Porter put together what we, we can effectively call roast videos of all of them. And it was some of the funniest video that I think I've seen in quite some time. And honestly, um, you know, someone probably needs to regularly check on Chad from It's Bourbon Night because um, the roast of It's Bourbon Night was really mainly about Chad specifically. Um, it, it was, it was pretty, pretty amazing. And, and, you know, they, they re he really knocked it out of the park. I, you know, I didn't doubt him for one second, but whew, it was, it was top notch, top, top notch. So I'm probably going to cut it short here. We're only at about 30 minutes, but I didn't intend to run too long. Um, got some other stuff going on, but like I said, uh, this week I'll be up around Cincinnati. I get the opportunity to do a pick with, um, with Perry and Eric and uh, a handful of other people. I don't know exactly who all is going to be there yet. Um, doing some new riff. Super excited about it. It's going to be it's going to be a fantastic blast where I'm going to ruin their chances of ever uh, doing this again, possibly. Or maybe not. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, so I'll be gone. I'll be out of town tomorrow night. Um, appreciate you for being here, guys. Thanks for showing up. Yes, absolutely. Uh, bring water to Louisville. Honestly, if you're going to be in Louisville, you probably need to bring water anyways because um, the one of the benefits of a place like the Galt House is it's within walking distance of both Old Forester and the Evan Williams experience. And what that means is you have an opportunity to potentially pick up some bottles that you can't find anywhere else. Um, while I was in 
Louisville, I just happened to stop by the Evan Williams experience, and they had sitting out the um, the Heaven Hill. Was it Heaven Hill? I don't remember what it was. Nope, sorry, the Evan Williams 2022 Derby pick, which is apparently tough to find. Had one sitting out, was able to pick that up. Um, when I swung by, um, yeah, I, I missed the Mictors, but Mictors was doing a um, barrel strength bourbon, which I have one of already. Uh, didn't get a chance to get my Peerless either, um, but I did hit up Old Forster, did hit up uh, Evan Williams, and ran by uh, Angel's Envy as well while I was out there. So um, next time I'm in town, I'll, I'll call Jake, and he'll he'll drive me around to all, all of the distilleries. He'll, he'll, he'll take care of me. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining me tonight, today, whenever you happen to catch this. I hope you found this episode entertaining. If you did, please leave me a review on whatever platform you have to be consuming this on. Leave a comment if possible. Hit me up on social media at Twitter or Instagram using EmbellishPod. And give me a follow or you can keep up with what's going on here. I can be found at www.embellishpod with all of my links, accounts, contact details. I'll be back again next week with another new offering. So until then, thanks again and thanks for hanging out.